Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another week's episode of Downtown Podcast. Thank you everyone for tuning in and supporting us each and every week. May you continue to remember, don't waste no time with negativity. Now, this show is sponsored and brought to you by Shop Downtown, which you are able to support our merch and visit the website at www.downtownworld.com. That's www.dw. Now let's get into the show. Morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome to a new season of Downtown Podcast, Don't Waste No Time With Negativity. And I am very, very honored today to be speaking to, I don't even know where to start, but we're going to start with his name. I'm very honored to be speaking with Miss, none other than Mr. Karen Khan, and he is the head, the CEO, I guess you can say, of Karen Khan Productions, and he brings a lot of visions to life. You may have heard of artists like Sean Paul, artists like Cardi B, artists like Stefan Don, and he helps to bring their visions to life with his own unique perspectives. And as you know, downtown, don't waste no time with negativity. We love to always have the conversations you never get to hear with the people that you never really get to hear from, right? So I'm very, very honored. Welcome, Kieran. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you so much for the intro. Thank you. It's just... Your resume is so full and guys, please Google research, do your information because like, I, I definitely cannot do justice for all the years of work you've put in to the city and to yourself and to your brand, like everything. That's dope. Thanks so much for acknowledging that. I appreciate it. Um, I, I mean, I've met Stefan on a few occasions, but I have not done one of her visuals yet, but that's soon to come though. Hopefully in the future, you know? <laughs> Call it into manifestation. I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> Yeah, so let's start off what is at the forefront of everyone's mind and what's happening to us right now. We're living through a pandemic, something I I would never say. What are your views on it? How do you feel about it? Um, What were your thoughts and feelings when it first came about? Just, you know. (laughs) Like, I I mean, based on the position that I'm in, a lot of people kind of come to you for advice and direction. Um, And sometimes we don't have those answers ourselves. I mean, when this first happened, when, when a lot of people were asking me, you know, what are you going to be doing now? Uh, do you have any sort of suggestions? I started doing, just like everyone else, those Instagram live and kind of doing it with individuals who might have the answers in those fields. So I would get like an artist, so I would get like a director, I would get like a manager, I would get like a choreographer, anyone who can give answers to that specific uh, group of people and go from there. And it, it worked well, but I'm just not that interviewing kind of person. So <laughs> I, I did as much as I can and then I kind of fell back. Um, you know, during that time, you're still focusing on projects and it got busier where, um, because artists were not touring, they still needed to stay relevant. So they needed a lot of content for their social medias. So we got busy and then you can kind of see that, you know, when the black Lives matter movement came about, we need to ease off of that. We can't keep pushing content or music and any of that stuff because we need to focus on what's the problem at hand. Yeah. Um, so we started laying a little bit back forth of that. Um, and, you know, everybody was like, everybody was like, they were down, man. Um, and I was forcing myself to create so much, um, which I thought was the wrong idea. 
Yeah. Um, when you, yeah, I think it was the wrong idea for sure. Like to the point, literally as of today, I disabled all of my social media. Well, my Instagrams because I, I realized. Yeah, I just needed to take a break. I've been trying to do it for quite some time since my birthday, but I never had the chance to do because I always had some promote. And after my last project, I was like, okay, I can probably take a break now. Whether it be a week, whether it be two weeks, a month, yeah. however I long I can stay off of it. Yeah, I just want to kind of stay off of it, you know? Yeah. And um, it affected a lot of people. I mean, um, thankfully, we live in Canada, uh, where the government has been doing a really good job with supporting their citizens, comparison to a lot of my friends who are away, uh, my friends who are in the States, my friends who are in the Caribbean, and they're not getting any support whatsoever. Um, yeah, so it's tough on them. So I'm grateful for where I'm at. Um, and the more and more I can probably do is um, I can just kind of speak to them, give them comfort. Um, and even to the point where I'm taking projects uh, that I really don't want to take to get income just so I can support them. You know, just be like, yo, what do you need? Let me try to help you out That's here and real. there, you know? That's real. Yeah, yeah, because we need to do that shit for each other, you know? Um, and this point in time, you can kind of see who's there for you uh, professionally, um, uh, personally, and so forth. And, you know, what you give you, hopefully you can get that back, right? We're seeing, we don't even know if tomorrow's promised. We don't. Um, yeah, so it is what it is. But that's, um, that's, that's where I'm at now, you know? That's where I'm at now, yeah. Like, I resonate with everything you just described and said, even though I'm in somewhat of a different field but kind of overlap but in the sense of just being aware and listening to your body and knowing when you when you need to take that break and being okay with taking that break whether it be from social media from certain people or energies in your life it's very important and it's and it's something that I find a lot of friends around feel the same similar to you where it's just we're being aware of those things and how certain situations make us feel and yep. really pay attention to that. Yep, facts, facts. We feel like we always need to stay on top of our game regardless of the field that we're in. Um, and sometimes that's just not the best thing to do. So that was my fair fact that 20, 2019 was an amazing year for me. And we're in a good page for 2020. And I was yeah. like, yo, I need to keep this momentum going. <laughs> we you had it all planned out. Yeah, just like <laughs> everyone else. And I was like, I need to keep this momentum going. So we kept putting out stuff. And I was like, it's feeling way too forced right now. So to the point I was doing projects that would have taken me a day and I'm delivering it in two weeks because I just don't want to do anything. And I was like, okay, let me just fall back, you know? So yeah, it's not a bad idea to take a break. Not at all. Not at yeah. all. Also, you spoke on, you know, the fact of having to adapt to that atmosphere with the artists or the people that you, you would usually edit for, which is in now cultivating this content or social media as there's for like, bigger screens or et cetera, even though in a weird way, the phones are the big screens nowadays, et cetera. Yeah. But just how much of a shift, if you could dig any deeper into that, how much of a shift was that for you? Because you have people like King Bach or certain, like a whole list of social media influencers that could say their names or speak on to say they always create for social media, TikTok, et cetera. They're used to how it needs to be, ratio, you know, et cetera, on what you need. If it's 15 seconds, 20 seconds, where the slices need to be, how much of like that adaptation was that for you? Um, 
it wasn't big. It, was, it, it, it wasn't much of an adaptation, to be honest with you, yeah. um, because that's my feel anyhow. Um, but I do know the content that we put, we started putting out is we had to get extremely creative with it now. Yeah. Uh, so the turnaround time and deliverables stayed the same, just the concept was very different. Um, an example would be, you would have noticed like a lot of artists are probably doing like these live show performances. The yeah. festivals are doing live show performances. Yeah. Um, so we need to kind of figure out how we can bring that visual to, the, to, the, to these phones that we had when we were on, when we were on stage. And ironically, in all honesty, a lot of them don't like doing it. They do it uh, because, yeah. you know, they're, they're keeping a relationship with festivals or their labels or their fan base. Well, yeah. But it's not the same, man. Like when you go to a concert, um, you know, that physical interaction with humans is different than this visual stuff that we're doing. Most definitely. Um, you even see a lot of people having these OnlyFans now. And yeah. do bear in mind that OnlyFans is not just adult-rated stuff. No, not a at all. Have, a lot of people have that missing... Um, misinterpretation but a lot but, of people at the same time use that to their advantage <laughs> hell yeah yeah and a yeah. lot of, like you're gonna start seeing that that's where they're gonna go now yeah they're, they're gonna stay I, I thoroughly believe that um those individuals whether they're doing adult content or not um they're gonna limit what they put on their their free socials like their instagram page or their tiktoks and that private part of their life they're gonna make you pay for it now because you're seeing that people are willing to do that Exactly. Um, so it's gonna, it's definitely gonna be something that's gonna maintain. So that's just the biggest switch, switch that we had is trying to trying to keep the um, audience attracted to what we're putting out, being that they don't have that physical interaction anymore. And yeah. let's we've we've discussed the pandemic not at full length, and I I as I said as I always like to say, you know, prayers out to the essential workers and thank you guys um, to the essential workers and all the health workers that are really out there just on the front lines doing the work for us. My mom, she works in the healthcare industry. Okay. She doesn't have to, but she refuses to give up, I guess, on the world. So, you know, shout out to you guys. We appreciate all the work that you do. Um, taking it back now and zeroing more on Karen Khan and you as a person, and I know you've probably been asked this question many of times, but just for the sake of downtown, it's my first time being honored to have this conversation with you. What inspired you to getting into the field of creating and putting people's visions to life and media? Um, well, initially it started off because we, I had a company, uh, well, it's, we still have it, it's a company called Lime.tt. It's mm -hmm. an event coverage company based in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, and we were trying to launch it over here in, in Canada because we just didn't have a media house dedicated to Caribbean content, delivering it at a standard where it's attractive to sponsors and to getting different diversity. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you'll, you'll, a lot of people have this misinterpretation that if you go to a reggae party, a soca party, it's ghetto, like, yeah. you know, or, or it's dangerous or whatever, but we do have high end events. We do exactly. have you know, we do go to these dope venues and we have this kind of following. And we just wanted to make sure that we can portray that on social media. Um, so we launched that over here and we just couldn't afford to hire staff in Canada. So mm -hmm. I went and camera. Um, I had a nine to five job. I was working in collections and I went and I purchased a camera and I had a, I had a few Thank you friends. for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because a lot yeah, of people well. feel like along their journey, you're 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 less than if you're not 100 percent you know 
entrepreneurship is all about that. You can still be working nine to five, working on oh, Thank you so much for mentioning that. You're welcome. Yeah, I can go in more on that. Like, I mean, when I had, I've left that job three times and went back to that job. <laughs> I moved I moved to Trinidad to open a club. And ironically, the country had a curfew. So mm-hmm. we had to close the business and I had to move back. But when you worked in collections at that point in time, you were making, if you didn't have some significant degree in a field, the income that you were making in that in collection because of the commission, the salary, it's significant. So it's hard to leave because you don't know where you're going to make this money elsewhere. That's so I always struggle with going back and coming back. So when I came back, I actually went to, um, it was a clothing factory and I was doing shipping and receiving because I just didn't want to go back to that job. If I went back, I knew I was going to stay for a while. Mm. So during that time, I was doing photography on the side because I had a few friends in the industry and I did their shows and fell in love with it. Um, and I started doing it as a part-time uh, when I had my full-time job. And then when I had my son, I said, okay, well, if I was making this amount of money when I was doing it for just four hours a week, if I actually gave some time into it, I would I'll pretty much be okay. Because um, I was losing a lot of work because of my nine to five. So when I had my son, I devoted time to it. And that was um, five, six years ago. Would you say your son was slightly the reason to help push you to really make that decision for yourself? Um, he fast-tracked it and he made me more disciplined for sure, you know, because yeah. before it was like, okay, cool. I'm like, I'm responsible for me. Yeah, so cool. Like, yeah, you know, I can, I can figure it out. Like, you know, I can make mistakes now and I can correct it, whatever, you know, I've always been about that. Like before a certain age, I was like, I can do all this shit now. Yeah. And if I mess up, <laughs> okay, whatever, you know, yeah. I can fix it later on. But when you get yeah. to a certain age, you really can't afford okay. to be making these mistakes, you know? It's true. So, um, yeah, he made me disciplined for sure. And that's as cliche as it sounds, it's reality. Any parent that's out there understands that, you know, um, some mornings you'll be like on a Monday, we want to miss work. But that income for that Monday, you know, does affect you if you have a kid or if you have a third mouth to feed or a second mouth to feed. You know what I mean? So it definitely buckles you up for sure. I, I, I don't have children of my own, but I definitely respect the sacrifice that I know parents and people making your family because it's it's sadly sometimes i know some situations where that switch doesn't click for some but it's beautiful to see when it does yeah i would just force me to kind of level up in a sense correct correct and i mean to those who like I, i think a lot of people feel that they need to figure out their path or their their goals in a certain time and you really don't show like, you know, it just so happened that I strike gold when I, like, I was venturing into videography and photography. I started off with photography. I was terrible at it. I don't like doing it. But <laughs> yeah. I started with videography. Yeah. I, I do not. Look at your work. I'm like, no. I would never. No, I don't like, like, I tried photography so many times. Like, even when I'm on the road, like, the artist would always be like, could you take some pictures? I'd be like, all right, cool, I'll take it. But do bear in mind, this is nothing professional at all. It's, but videos, <laughs> I'm, I, I stuck with that. But yeah, um, I went through many jobs and many skills um, prior to figuring this one out, you know? Yeah. Um, I went to school for aviation, and that's a totally yeah. different switch. Yeah, totally yeah. different switch. Yeah, so it just I shows. I can see you as a pilot. Yeah, that's always. And then I, the more, I, when I was younger, I loved it. But as I grew older, I was like, not for me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh my! I love the diversity. You know, yeah. a lot of times people feel like, oh, kind of a lot with singers. You hear, oh, I started singing in church, and from there it was history. Like, 
there has to be more to the story. There has to be, you know, a little bruises and cuts along the way. Yep, yep, 100%, 100%. You mentioned, um, just because I'm a bit of a nerd, and you kind of mentioned it, um, when you were speaking about Lyme GT and the fact that, like, people would think that Caribbean parties, because my background is Jamaican, that, you know, the, the dances or the parties would look ghetto or be ghetto, right? And it's taking for visionaries like yourself and obviously shout-outs to Lil X, a.k.a. Director X now, and, you know, forefathers of the game where it's just like, okay, they've taken the time to kind of help cleanse that look or give you, um, in Jamaica, we have areas like, we would say up in the hills or, you know, you go Mobe, Montego Bay, for those of you who don't know, and you have some really sophisticated, beautiful parties. So to you now, because personally, one of my favorite music videos right now is the PopCon and Prodigy video for their song, Oh, I don't want to be quoted on the name of the song. I'm always bad with that, but I can sing the song. Okay. But the video to me, honestly, I just had this conversation with someone yesterday. So I said, funny you mentioned it because I was like, I love the way it looks clean. I know this is shot in Jamaica, but it's not that like, they found a way to capture that rustic look without making it look ghetto. I guess yeah, you're a lot yeah, of better yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they, they had the Jeeps in there. They were on the beach. They were in the jungle. You know, you're catching the palm trees. But it, it, it's just the way they went about it. And you probably, I'm not sure if you have seen the video, but a lot of the times I say I felt like um, people like um, Shaba Ranks. When they did their videos, I felt like that was a close step in the direction of array. It doesn't have to all look like dancehall queen. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it can yeah, still yeah. carry that flavor and that sauce. Or, you know, shout outs to Sean Paul, of course. One of my favorite videos of him, Toronto. You have legendary baby yeah. K. All those people like, but when you're looking at the video, even though you know it's a Caribbean video, there's still so I'm giving like multiple decades of example. Correct. Correct. But I love that and I appreciate that. And like what are your you kind of shedded what your views on that work. But to dig a little deeper into that, how important is that to you that people continue to see the Caribbean, Trinidad, you know, all these places in a, in a different light and not put it in this box like they feel like they know, like how they think all Jamaican people have dreads and foolish stereotypes you might hear <laughs> like that. Yeah, no, well, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, it's a good question because an example would be I shot a video for Sean Paul in Jamaica right before COVID. Um, and we shot it. Um, and the concept of the video was we were going to have four European or foreign females and four local dancers. Um, Sean has always been huge on diversity. If you ever um, listen to his music, you can, people, a lot of times they categorize him as a mainstream dancehall artist. Yeah. Uh, you know what I they mean? They can't so box him yeah, like like commercial dancehall music. Yeah. If you go to Europe with him, it's like his fan base is crazy over there, right? Reggae is a huge deal over there, and a lot of them are white, you know? Yeah. So we had um, four um, European dancers and four local dancers. Um, we incorporate them in the video, 
Um, and I always think that's important for any music video that you're in is that you can show diversity, especially if one of the biggest exports for Jamaica or import is, is tourism. So, so you know what I mean? So it's like, why would it's we so not true. want to expose the culture more? Exactly. And then they had this woman activist group that came after me so hard. Um, I don't know if it was a group or like, but they went hard at me. They were like, this racist guy who is this director? Why would he put white females in the forefront of a dancehall legend in Jamaica? Why should there not just be black females only? Or if that's not the case, why shouldn't just there be, or why shouldn't the, the main lead girl be a black female? And I kept, I kept, I was going to ignore it. And then yeah. I was like, well, you're more than welcome to give me a call and we can discuss it, but I won't do it on the platform. They refused to give me a call. Later on, eventually, um, um, one of the girls called me who were going at it. She was a more open-minded one. I think sometimes, and this was before the BLM movement. This was before all of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't too sure what the agenda was there. And I said, and I, I kind of explained the concept, but then she said, oh, I totally understand. Um, and she started following me on Instagram and she's now like a supporter, okay. whatever case may be. But the, the, the whole different thing was, I was like, when you start bash, bashing people without having, without being open-minded or trying to educate each other, or exactly. not even having a basic conversation, things could get sticky. Exactly. So when we, when we do these visuals and you want to have, uh, you want to get creative with it, it's tough to make everyone happy. But it's very important to show diversity and show an enhancement standard when it comes to especially Caribbean music. You know, whether it be soca, calypso, reggae, dance, or whatever it may be, it's important because that's our export, man. That's our input. That's our income. You know, that's what a lot of times allows. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I would just, you know, I, I can't stress that enough for sure. So very good question. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. I mean, it's, 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 it's a conversation that, you know, I feel needs to keep going as, because I'm very passionate about the dancehall and Caribbean culture as well, because that is my descent. And I, that is the first genre of music I fallen in love with. Um, one of my family members is like one of, is basically you could say the dancehall queen of Toronto. So to me, not in the dancing sense, but in terms of, hosting parties being a part of the culture shout out to you nikki hype so it's just like i've always been around it i've always been privy to it enjoying it the culture people selling food outside all of those things but we must see the elevation we must see i tweeted the other day on twitter you know if hip-hop is a billion dollar industry Dancehall reggae Caribbean culture should be a trillion dollar industry. Yeah. So if that doesn't sum up how I view, I feel everything stems in that sense. So, you know, as things are continuing to happen, we even seen it more recently with the versus battle. When Beanie Man and um my apologies, Beanie Man and Bautikilla did the verses, they were the first and the only ones to do it how we usually do it. And Everything following suit was the way they did it. But when the Billboard cover came out, they were nowhere to be found. So, you know, things like that I've always taken notice to, Grammys, snubbing, etc. But I guess those are just yeah, one of those. Yeah, correct. correct. <laughs> Every year, a dancehall artist, a Jamaican artist, wins a Grammy. But they have never aired their speech. Never. They have never showed the acceptance. 
and it's so crazy when I know like and he, um, Sean is one of the biggest advocates for that and he, he says it all the time it's like I don't we don't mind people using or fusing our music but just give us credit for it exactly. you know just give us credit for it because that's all we have to pass down exactly. so when you have I had a niece the other day who she doesn't even she, did, she doesn't even know who TLC or Backstreet Boys and stuff are and I'm like so I'm feeling old now. I'm like, shit, that's like, Very. That's like, <laughs> like, that's what my parents used to talk about, the Eagles and people from Motown. Dude. I'm like, there's no way, like, you should not. So and yeah. it just goes where, you know, they, they might think that these artists who are fusing these music and big up to DJ Khaled. But do you remember that song um, that he did with Rihanna? Forgot what it's called. Oh, Wild well, like, Thoughts. And nobody knew it was well, Sa- um, Santana. Well, no, I was like. That. Correct. And they all thought that they created these sounds. They're like, no. And you're just hoping that they give credit to where it's due. So people understand where exactly. these music and these sounds are coming from. Exactly. Um, so that's a that's I think that's like a, a big deal for like especially Jamaican artists. It's like just give us credit. We're not asking, you know, just give us credit. We don't care if you use the shit. Just give us credit. Call it dance or don't call it like Sean Ethan said. Don't call it your new single. You know, <laughs> call it your your new dance or single. Awesome. Like you know, put the word in there so they know. Exactly. You know, that's all we have. So I said, cool, fair enough. I'm 1,000% behind that. So <laughs> whenever I see it, I try to be vocal because it is something that's important, especially when I feel like a lot of that section of the music industry is based heavily on how we did things. So that could be a very long discussion with me, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. Same here. We could have this, yeah. I'm very passionate about that one, for real. But, you know... Thank you so much for sharing your journey. I mean, as, as we were saying earlier, there's so many examples of times you could have stayed with something, given up, not bet on yourself, get your son and say, you know what, I'm just going to do UPS and call it a day, et cetera, you know, but you chose to push forward. If there's, if there's anything else you can add on to say what really helped you to, to really make that decision on top of having your son and wanting more in life is there anything else you could pay credit to yeah um like i know some of my some of the biggest thing that gave me opportunities in life was just um you know being open-minded to new individuals and new concepts and new talent you know um and i'm just speaking specifically about my field you can kind of tie that in with whatever you do everything yeah but yeah but for me it was like um uh examples would be like when i was doing um I was doing a video for Baby Sham here in Toronto, right? Yeah. And it was a quick, he was like, yeah, I'm just in the city, Shout so it's just Baby a run and gun. Shout out to Baby Sham, yo. Every time it he comes a, to Toronto, he damages the place. Kills it, right? Kills <laughs> it. So he, um, he was here, he's like, yo, I'm just doing a quick run and gun video. The producer of the track was a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said, okay, cool. So it was like, you know, just a one camera, some locations, that's it. Real run and gun shit. And this was right after I came off tour with, um, with, um, with Cardi. Yeah. So one of the guys that I had, he was like, yo, why are you doing this video? In his head, he's, the way he spoke about it, he was like, you shouldn't be doing this now. And I'm like, are you, well, first and foremost, are you crazy, Baby Sham? Yeah. And I don't, got, well, I, don't think, I don't think he was meaning about the Baby Sham idea. I think he was meaning like the, the caliber of the video. Like there was no production behind it. It was like, you know, kind of run and gun, right? <laughs> and I was like, crazy. I was like, at the end of the day, you never know what can come out of a project, especially somebody who's disrespected in the, in the, in, in the industry. 
Um, we shot the video, and literally two weeks later, I was in um, I was in Europe having dinner, and I saw I saw I saw a missed call from Sham. So I said, "Oh, well, I'll give him a call as soon as I can." But he called right back. Yeah. And I said, "Well, that's strange. You know, like so when somebody calls you, yeah. you're like, there's no way that something important." Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, cool." I called him back. He was like, "Yo." Um, He's like, yo, I have this this producer and he wants to shoot a music video for this artist. I'm going to have him give you a call now. Are you available like in a week or two? And I said, yeah, I'm good to go. So he said, okay, cool. Um, the, the producer name was Dave Kelly. I don't know if you ever heard yeah, of that. Guy. Yeah, okay, yeah. So Dave Kelly. And Dave Kelly called me literally right after. Sorry, hold on one second. My apologies. No problem. I don't have one pass. And my little man. <laughs> And so he, sorry to cut the story. So he called me, I'm having dinner. Um, and then he said, hey, Kieran, he introduced himself. At that point in time, I wasn't too aware of who he was. Okay. Um, but I, the name rang a bell, but it just like, I didn't know, right? Um, and he wasn't telling me who it is. He said, hey, are you able to come down to Jamaica to shoot a music video? Um, in a couple of weeks, there's this artist, <laughs> but he can't fly out, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, I can come. Yeah. Um, he said, I'm going to send you the song take a listen and let me know what ideas you may have for the song. And I said, okay, cool. So I'm listening to the track. Can't figure out who the artist is. Sounds familiar, but doesn't, doesn't sound yeah. familiar. And then I called him back. I said, yeah, I'm good to go. And he said, okay, cool. I said, who's the artist? He said, well, the artist is Bucci Banton. And I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. No way. So I thought- It happens like that, time, literally though. It happens like that. <laughs> I thought it was like, um, they're, they're still fishing for videographers or for directors. Um, because at that time, it's not like Bougie was faded out. He was still at his peak. He just came out. He just had his huge concert in okay, Jamaica. Yeah, yeah that was like, a huge time. Everyone was waiting. Yeah. So I'm like, there's no way that, so I'm in my head, I'm like, oh, cool. Well, I appreciate considering me, but I thought it was like, Sham just kind of told him and he was like, okay, let me just kind of feel out yeah. who's best. Um, because he signed to Rock Nation. It's not like they don't have access. And I'm like, there's no way. So he Ready? asked me to oh. a group. And then um, I get a phone call and the, um, the guy, he, he introduced himself. He's like, hey, Kiran, it's Mark. Nice to meet you. Thank you for coming on board. I said, I appreciate you. I said, um, what role do you play with Buju? And he said, oh, I am Buju because I never knew his name was Mark. And I was like, get the f*** out of here. I was like, wow. He's like, well, I And he talks really decent, but... Decent, man. You didn't even pick up the raspy thing? No, no, no. No, no, because... He, he does have a Brooklyn twang, huh? But it's more That's, clean correct, yeah. when he's speaking. He you know when Jamaicans speak, he spoke. Yeah, he spoke, <laughs> correct. And I remember, I've never had interaction with this, this man before. Exactly. Right? It was so like, I think with the amount of people that I've encountered, you don't really get shook by a lot of people. And that was like... That's, oh, that would be a huge one. And I, yeah, and I, play, I played it cool. I act like I was like, okay, cool. And um, But the long story is, it was the point of it was, you know, never take anyone for granted because you don't know what opportunities come out of that person. And it could be the very smallest person. I, I link with Tanisha uh, simply because of a choreographer that was on set at another music Shout video. Out to Tanisha. Yeah. Correct. I she linked with Sean Paul because of a DJ that was in Toronto. And we randomly just went to a festival together. And, <laughs> and it, just, it just flowed that way. And it you don't take people for granted. Yeah, you don't take people for yeah. granted. A lot of people always figure, think that, you know, if... If I'm not being compensated for it monetarily, it's not worth it. And I think that's the biggest way you can shoot yourself in the foot. You know, compensation is not always money, yo. So a lot of times people take that for granted.
I, I completely agree. Um, this week I just celebrated my 29th birthday, my last year. My Happy belated. Thank you, Karen. And I've really been doing a, a, a whole, I'm always in a reflective state. I'm a Libra, but I've been doing a whole lot of reflection more than usual. And that is definitely something that painfully is the truth. I'm sorry that it took me so long to realize, but exactly what you had just said there, because yeah. you never know. You never know in life. And the you people that you would want to give opportunity to or maybe connect with, sometimes those are the first and the, the quickest ones to burn you. Yep. So you really never know. Yep, yep. The first day that I ever got to, um, uh, to work for a Cardi B, it was the, the her, uh, creative director called me and said, this is the idea that they have. However, she's not aware of it or they're not sure she's going to be comfortable with it. So mm -hmm. is it okay if I did a pro bono for the first shoot and then after that, they, if it goes well, they'll keep me on board. I said, hell yeah. You know, somebody who is too thick in their skin would be like, nah, I can't do that. Because you know she can afford it. It's not that she can't afford it. Exactly. But it's not. it wasn't about the money at that point in time. It was literally about, can we bring somebody on board who can do this and make them feel comfortable while yeah. they're around? Because although she's so outspoken, she's extremely private. So yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's a personality, it's an understanding. It's everything that goes into your trait. Okay. You know, you can be good at it, but you can have a shitty-ass personality. Or you can be bubbly, but you can't deliver the job. You know, it's a balance of everything. So that's, I, I tell my guys that all the time. I'm like, I'll call you about something. It might be a paid gig. Or it might not, but if it's not, the compensation is going to be a totally different way, you know. Exactly. And it's, it goes a long way with these guys. So um, I'll stress you're that. To a lot of, you're giving a lot of um, a lot of game here, and I hope you know when everyone's watching and listening to this interview, they really soak in. For those of you aspiring videographers and directors, like you're giving even I I can apply this advice to myself. You're giving a lot of. Thank you, Karen, because it is, it is very important. And even though it seems so logical and straightforward, a lot of the times people need to hear that. Even the, within my sector of media, you know, I'll say, okay, I'll, I'll write an article or et cetera on what you're doing because that is the way I can give my gift and bring awareness to what you're doing with, the, with my words and my typing. And a lot of the times, you know, I could tell you some artists in Toronto have told me $1,000. And I'm like, a thousand dollars for what do you even understand like what you're charging what you're pricing like it's not all about that sometimes the price is as you said it's about something way different or or how you get that compensation it's not always going to come in the way you think but trust like sometimes the pay is just that door to be open or yep. the pay is just for that person to know your name because as you said you never know who they can recommend you to or how things can move forward along for you and another huge thing that i would love to piggyback on is also manners and respect i find like so many people always tell me oh my gosh she has such good manners like you're and to me it's like what are you talking about? Isn't everyone like my mom would bust my ass if i didn't say yep, good morning yep. good afternoon good evening <laughs> like you know what i mean so just but it's, 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 it's really a thing. So for those of you, please take, take these, these wise words from here. And, you know, he's been through it. He's worked with the great people you wish you would have access to. And there's a reason they keep calling back his phone. Do you understand? And, I appreciate that, 
it, it, it goes a long way. I don't know if you've ever heard of director um, Fatty Soprano, and he has a partner named Sh Sh Shutter. I always get it incorrect. I went to say Shooter, but it's Shutter. And they work as a collaborative or a collaborative effort in the city of Toronto. And, okay. you know, he was the first director I ever got to speak with, videographer. And it just, he's now branching into the film director world and just speaking about all these things but I, I find like you guys are the most interesting some of the most interesting people for me to have conversations with because you you're behind the camera you're you're giving us what people want to see you're coming up with these treatments you're you're bringing the visions to light and a lot of the times people you know I'm not no discredit to the talent but they don't realize how much work goes into, as you said, you've been editing all day. They're not taking in all those hours you're spending behind the screen, putting those pieces of the puzzles together to now create the grand creation. What is that experience like for you every time to get to that finish line? Do you ever feel like you're at the finish line? <laughs> yeah, well, ironically, it's, it's like you're hitting so many points with which I had recent conversations about. And we were speaking about like a shoot that we did. And it was more one of the most strenuous shoots I've ever had in my life. Mm. Um, and it was just the final product is all we have, you know? So at some point in time, it's like, you know, you'll have an example be like, you'll have an artist, um, they'll have a vision and in their head, which in fact should be the case. If they're it's not realistic. <laughs> Sometimes not realistic for sure. Um, and you just have to expect, you have to manage expectations, you know? Mm. Um, the first like the manager that I have the first time I was doing like a big project he said you know it's a big deal to always um, over deliver but don't mm -hmm. tell them that you're over delivering you know so if this, this if this is what they want tell them you probably cannot do it or just suggest something else but give them exactly what they asked for initially or more than that mm -hmm. and you will always be on top of your game and a lot of artists might not understand the strangeness that goes through the process. A lot, yeah. Some of them do, but I think some of them get to a point where they're like, you know, if I'm paying for this, this is what I want to get. And you just have to, you just have to grow thick skin and, you know, deal with it as it, as it comes forth. Um, and that's just a game sometimes, you know, excuses is really not even an option. Yeah. They're not trying to hear it. They don't want to, they don't care. They just want you to get the job done and that's it. Um, so you just need to understand how to manage your expectations from the beginning, you know? Um, and that's I what feel I, like that's, that's like one of the largest, now that you say it like that, that sounds like one of the largest parts of the job, managing yeah. expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh. you know, it's like somebody, if you tell somebody, yo, I'll be there in five minutes, mm. you know, but it's going to be in half an hour, mm. you know? Tell them, yo, give me an hour, I'll be there. But you're there in half an hour. Half an hour. Huge, like they're mentally prepared. Yeah. They're good, you know? But that five minutes, you just create an issue that shouldn't even be there. Like, you know what I mean? You created an issue that shouldn't even be there. But yeah, that's um, a, it's a, good, it's a, it's a good point. Uh, even another point I want to touch on, it's um, we have a lot of videographers in Toronto. Um, and I'm speaking about Toronto because that's where I live. And I had a conversation with them many times. And they're doing music videos. Um, and they're coming up with all these crazy visuals. And they don't understand their worth at all in terms of pricing. And I don't know if it's because they just don't have knowledge about what pricing is, um, how to probably rate themselves or, or like, you know, 
I think it's that would all about be one of the number ones. They're probably knowledge. And I'm thinking so. So like sometimes when I see it, it's, it's not me trying to overstep my bounds, but I'll, like I see one of my friends doing it. I'll be like, yo, so how are you charging for this? Yeah. And why are you charging that price? Um, and like I saw a kid, he at advertised, he was doing $1,000 or $1,500 in music videos. And I'm like, that's usually the average. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I was like, no, these are not right. And I was speaking to him and he's like, yeah, a lot of the local talent, they don't have money to for it. Yeah. And I said, what? I said, I said, hold on. I said, when I see your music videos, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the treatment. So I'm seeing um, whether they have video visuals in the club where they're purchasing bottles. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing um, them renting Lamborghinis, Rolls Royce, Ferraris, mm-hmm. which I know I know the price rate because we rent them out all the time. Airbnbs, Airbnbs, but the the least paid is a director. Yep. And I said, you guys need to set that standard, you know. It's gonna. It's and the hit. The bad thing about it, the bad thing about it is you know you're gonna lose clients. Like I said, you're gonna lose clients though, but you're gonna raise your standard and the quality you're gonna give. Like there's no way in my in, in my even prior to even doing videos for any of these guys, I was not doing that. Um, I'd rather do like I'm like sometimes and also call me and I'd be like, yo, that track is hard. I actually really want to do the video, but I can't do it for that price. So I'll actually do it for free. But here's our agreement. You know, and that way you preserve your price or you preserve your value. So they can never be like, you know, Kieran did a video for $1,000 or $1,500. Kieran did me a video, but that's what I got to give him later on. You know, whether that might be, I get to put it on my YouTube channel, whether it is that he owes me, if he blows up, he owes me a free performance or some shit like that down the line. Exactly. Whatever the case may be, you're investing in the longevity, right? Exactly. And it's, it's, it's tough. Like I was like, yo, let's create a a video for union. I was just about to say that to you. I said, you should definitely do something like that. We've we've done it in Trinidad where we've actually done a union. We have a pool of videographers and if a client messages someone, they instantly put it in the group. Hey, a client just contacted me. This is the rate that I gave them. If they come forth, then you understand my rate, right? Right. So if they select you over me, then they're selecting you based on talent. Talent. Not based on cost. You're not undercutting me, right? And that would cut... So many, sorry, Kim, but that would cut so many of the issues and complaints that I hear from people, whether it's on the artist side or the videographer side yeah. of the city, because that's that's yeah. a lot of the drama as well. One hundred percent turnover 100%. time, all these things. There's no way that an artist can tell me in Toronto that I cannot afford to pay you. That no. I can only afford to pay you a thousand or fifteen hundred, and no. they not taking shots at artists at all because there are some of them that's all they probably could afford, you know? They, they, they're doing this right now as a hope that they bust, you know? But as you well, know? Kieran, a lot of these videographers also need to understand that they're not you. Mm. Like, I'm sorry to be as abrupt, but they're not you. Yeah. So you can't be charging me, no, $5,000 for a video, et cetera, you yeah, haven't agree, even put agree a, agree as well. You haven't agree even put well. in this amount of hours or this amount of time or you know what I mean? These kind of programs, you're not bringing these cameras like agreed. 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 So just like you're saying, people need to understand the balance. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a level of production that I mean somebody would pay 
if they want to pay $5,000 or they want to pay $20,000. Exactly. They need to understand that what you're paying for what your, the deliverables are, you know, exactly. sometimes they'd be like, I want to pay you 5,000, but I want that $20,000 video. And it's like, well, we, you know, we really can't do that. You know, we yeah. just don't have the budget for it. <laughs> you know, it is what it is, but I would just trust the videographers, you know, try, whether it is that you increased your budget by a hundred bucks every shoot when it comes to an artist or you have that agreement in the beginning. That's so how music like, artists do it. Yeah. Like I have, like, they'd be like, listen, I can do it for 1500 now, but the next video, you know, we need to do 2000 or we need to do 2,500, you know, and sign an agreement, man. Like these, 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 um, uh, verbal agreements these days are not, they're nothing. Black they're and nothing. white, black and white. Black and white. I signed agreements with like, I just draft the contract. I just signed, whether it be very basic or not. Um, yeah. I had a, I had a, you remember, you remember Manny Fresh? Of course. Yeah, from Cash Money. So I'm a I music was, nerd, so I'm not, yeah. I'm not the typical, I'm a, I'm a heavy music nerd. So. Okay, <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I just asking in case, you never know. Um, he, I was, we were doing a shoot here in Toronto because he was doing the World Beat Battle. He was a judge. Dope. And one of the questions were, he was asking about, this is when the whole Lil Wayne and Baby was going through him not paying him for the money that he was owed. Yeah. And they, they were kind of <laughs> asking him about, you know, what's the situation with you guys? And he's like, you know, we're all good. He's like, I know legally I have nothing to, to I have legally I have nothing to show. But he said, he said the mistake I will never make again is doing the, doing the homie agreement. He said that's where he got screwed. Like they were growing up, they were friends, and they all decided one day pop off that you know each person's gonna get a fair share. He's the only one that never signed the contract. Exactly. Never. He he could have had the money that Lil Wayne has. He could have the money that Lil Baby uh, the ba uh, uh, baby has. But he said right now it is what it is. Yeah. And I was like, wow, never knew that. Never knew that. But I, I appreciate know. that he's going about it like that as opposed to how Mace has been going about it. But did he? You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I I forgot his cha I think that his new name Loon that just came out from prison. I think his new name or rebirth name is Amir. I don't want to get it wrong. It's something along those okay. lines. But he used to be the artist. But did he Loon, which is mostly known for the I Need a Girl part one and two with uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. so they I had asked him about similar situation and you know with mace and everything what's going on and how, what his views are and if did he like owes him any money he's like honestly when it came to me i can't speak for everyone else in bad boy but it was business for me i made sure my <laughs> like my lyrics were mine my public like, he made sure all of his ducks were in a row so that yeah. when it came time to get paid he just had no issues he made, he made his deal. And a lot of the times it's like certain people will get upset or jealous with you off of the result they may see you have with someone else. But as Charlemagne has been saying a lot these days, you get the deal you negotiate. Correct. Period. Correct. Correct. Facts. Facts. So <laughs> take, take for those of you watching, take with that what you may, but you definitely get what you negotiate. So you know, I, I, I can never look at the next journalist and be like, how did she get this interview, et cetera, et cetera. Number one, my time will come. And number two, maybe it's just not the right fit for me. You never, you never know what leads people. So as in your, in your world, I completely like agree with everything you're sharing with these young people, whether it's a union they need to start, um, whether it's 
speaking to people like yourself, um, ex, whoever they can speak with to understand how they should be doing their pricing, knowing their worth, and yep. understanding the business a bit more. Because like you said, we haven't even gotten to speaking about actual cameras and films yet. We've talked, if, if you're taking in the talk, you know what I mean? But you're giving yeah. a lot of real game of the business. Yeah. Managing expectations. I wanted to speak with you about trust and loyalty and how you build mm-hmm. your workers because that's a huge part of your work. You're getting called to locations, places with, with celebrities where trust and loyalty is a huge thing. Yeah, 100%. What um, are your views on that? You're like, yeah. It's, it's for it's, the industry that we're in, it's extremely hard um, to develop that. Mm-hmm. But the easiest thing is that when it's not hard to differentiate or see when somebody's not loyal to you as much as we like to overthink that shit it's literally in front of our face a lot of the times you see it in their persona you see it in their wording you see it in their face when they're speaking to you and it's just around you and it's just very easy to see somebody who's pure-hearted comparison to somebody who's not i did a video for an artist and he had and he had another artist on his label um that I also did a video at the exact same time. There was some sort of, uh, it, seemed, it seemed kind of weird how the agreement happened um, where the artist that, uh, who was on the label I was doing a video for didn't communicate that he was not the one paying for the video, but it was the artist who runs the label that was going to pay for it. And then when I was calling into a meeting, he was like, hey, Kira, we never knew about it. So I said, well, what do you mean? I said, all the information was sent to us. It wasn't communicated. He's like, no. And I said, don't even worry about it. Don't pay for this. I'll deal with the artist directly. And that very, the audience, he was going to pay for it um, just out of handling business. And out of that simple thing, um, he was like, we shot two more videos just because, right? Um, there's scenarios where um, you have, you're around artists. And the first thing they give you, they do give you NDAs. Yeah. But some of the stuff that you can see with these high profile artists if you sell it to a vlog, blog or if you speak about it or if you just anonymously tip somebody, you can get paid a very lot. Yeah. So when you're working with somebody for, quite so, uh, for, for such a long time and none of that has happened around you, it shows some sort of ethics in you that you don't really care about those things and you know, your self-respect goes a lot further. But you see cutthroat on a daily, 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 daily business. Uh, uh, and I would just say... It's, 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 you know, disgusting. you don't really can't give advice on it. You just got to be like, just be you, man. Because they would see it. Because if you're a snake, when they cut the grass, it will show. Yeah, they would see, they would see the funny behaviors. They would see and communicate. They would see a lot of the times too. Don't feel bad to explain yourself. A lot of people would be like, they would not try to explain themselves, but explain yourself sometimes. And it makes it a little bit easier, you know? Um, they just think it might blow over. Um, but that little conversation goes a very, very long way. You know, we had, we had, I was doing a video shoot and the bus driver of that vehicle who had all the dancers in the vehicle decided to come on set and watch the video. He left the bus unattended and it just so happened that somebody robbed the entire bus. The, 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 the bus driver told the artist that I sent the bus driver down the hill to drop, like, you know, one of the girls, which is very true. Yeah. However, this is way early in the day. Yeah. And he was back on site that time, which everybody attests to. And the artist definitely believed me, but I said, 
let me let me have a conversation with the bus driver. I said, no, you don't need you don't need to say that. I said, you know, I I said the artist is a very fair person, and if there's a hiccup that was created, it was created. However, don't tarnish somebody else's name. Exactly. It just so happened that when I was speaking to him, and he was like, yeah, you know, fair enough. He's like, I honestly thought it happened when you sent me downhill. It just so happened that the artist was not too far from us where he actually heard the conversation. Wow. And that in itself spoke volumes. He's like, you know, my apologies. I really thought that you did this and blah blah. And yeah. those conversations go a very very long way. You know. So I would I would tell people like they, you would see the snakes, man. You would see who's there for you, who's not there for you. Some people are there for business, and that's cool. Some people are there for um, you know, for you and your growth. Yeah. And, you know, you just got to cherish those people for sure. The person that we have um, in, in common, I mean, like during this quarantine time, sometimes I just be like, why do you, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to accept why you place so many blessings in my life. But as she explained to me, she's like, I could see the genuineness in you. I could see the pureness in you. And I appreciate that. And Though I still sometimes don't see or know what she's talking about because to me, I'm just being myself. Correct. Yep. It does bring you a far way because I could say even during this quarantine, there's a lot of people, including yourself, that she has said, I want you to, you know, and I just have to say thank you to God and thank you to her and accept my blessings and move forward. Yeah. yeah some yeah. people, they'll look at you and they'll spite you or they'll not realize who was around the corner listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. You know? Correct. Correct. So, Correct. Correct. They'll see it, um, man. And you just gotta let it be. Ex exactly. Exactly. Be. Yeah. Exactly. And I know I'm getting close to my time. I really don't want to push it. I'm big respect on okay. time. But a a question that I I I really feel I will be honest. Like I could talk to you for a very long time. <laughs> Same area. Trust I me. really love speaking with you. I, I feel like we could go out for hours and really have some great conversation. <laughs> I hear that. We, uh, we will. We will for sure. We will. We, we, will. Studies, you know? yeah. we will. But I must ask you this question. It is a staple. Well, I have two staple questions that I do ask here in downtown. Don't waste no time with negativity. What is a recent situation or a situation that might have happened that was negative and you really could have decided I know we've kind of spoken on a lot in that regard but you really could have went one way but you decided to not waste any time with negativity and keep things as namaste as possible <laughs> what is um, this you could say let me think about that one um I have a good tolerance for not focusing on it man as soon as I get an inkling um it hasn't been around like I know a lot like I've seen a lot of Instagram posts about you know, during COVID, um, they've filtered out a lot of people in their life. They've filtered out, you know, whether it be family member, friends or whatever. And it actually just reconfirmed, you know, the people I have around me is the people I need to stay around. So I haven't had any sort of knock on wood, any sort of terrible situations in the recent present where it has affected me drastically. Or I was like, you know, because I stay clear of that, I'm on a better path. So I'm gonna just say thank God for that. But I don't have an answer for that one for real. <laughs> that's, this is a first actually on downtown. Yeah. That, and that's to me one of the biggest answers because that's exactly what I want to get to and what I feel a lot of us want to get to. That that real peace, that real state of like 
just gratitude and living within that. When 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 your repellent for negativity is so yeah, yeah, yeah. strong, that's Correct. not even. <laughs> I like the word. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not even anywhere close to you. Like I can only aspire to that. I love that. Love that. And I'm it does continue for you. Because you I appreciate it. I hope so. Knock on wood for that. <laughs> and with all the things you got to see and edit and vision, you need your mind to be clear. So you can't be clear. I even, correct. <laughs> correct. Like, you know, some people say, yo, I ain't got time for that. Like, for real. You really <laughs> don't. Like, <laughs> your mind needs to be clear to come up with these treatments. So. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and the last staple question that we have is you have the four elements. You have earth, wind, fire, and water. Which element do you resonate with or do you feel represents you the most and why? Hmm. I know I'm a bit, uh, I'm a bit, <laughs> I'm a bit deep, you could say. Yeah. Um, I would say, I guess, like, I've never had that question, but if I did have to um, uh, relate to one of those elements, I would probably say, like, wind for sure, which is because I'm, like extremely free flowing. I'm extremely spontaneous. Um, I don't like sticking around. Um, yeah, probably that, you know? I think the spontaneousness is why I have no regrets when COVID came around, you know? Mm -hmm. I remember when you're on the road and you're exhausted, but you're in a new city. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the people, they stay in their hotel rooms, they sleep and then they go to work next day and then they do the same thing on repeat. I'll never do that. Yeah. And literally when COVID came around, we have like a group and they all said, we will never tell you no to go into the bar again. We will never say no to go into the club again. We will go like, you know, <laughs> and living with those no regrets and just going, you know, I think, um, I think a lot of people use that word too often, that no word, you know, mm -hmm. I think they need to let that shit go. You know, you don't know what can happen if you just try new things, meet new people and just go with the flow. Just let that be. And a lot, a lot would happen. Yeah. This is the first year that I really said to myself, you know what? I'm just going to say yes, like as much as possible, because we do have that fear. And I do feel that there is a healthy amount of fear that everyone should have. Yeah. Healthy to each their own of what that measurement is, but a healthy dosage, right? We'll right. say for this part of the conversation, your, your meter isn't too high. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's that's real. Like, I mean, sadly enough, it's now, and it's, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that it's only now kicking in, you know? Real? Like, for you, for you. Like, oh, you said, yeah, you know, yeah. you said this year, like, you know? It's like when somebody, it's like somebody goes through uh, life with that experience, they start living, you know? Somebody who had cancer or some sort of well, that, that's chronic it. illness. That's what it is. You know? That's what it is. And for us, like COVID, that's what it did for a lot of people. Yeah. And I was like, you know, shitty enough, you know, we don't know what's going to happen after COVID. So let's say it didn't go well. A lot of people are going to have regrets, yo. So if, if this comes and goes, just consider it a second life and just try to live it as best as you can. That's all we have. People be like, life is too short. Life is the longest thing we have, yo. It's you know, true. It literally is the longest thing we have. So just go with it. It's true. And yeah. that's the first time I've ever had someone choose wind. I've yeah. never... I've never gotten that, but I really, I really love your um, explanation of it. It really makes me look at wind a bit differently today. I appreciate it. First time I had that question. <laughs> I was like, what? I like to I do that. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's dope. 
Thank you for being so open to this conversation. And thank you. Like you really shared a lot of wisdom. I, I don't really admit this a lot, but like, I know it's my podcast, et cetera, but I really sometimes like, I feel like this is going to be one of those interviews. I'm going to go back and end up watching about five or six times just for myself to like, get all this game again because sometimes when you're in it you're not you know really yeah, yeah, yeah. everything that's sick to hear. I, I like that i appreciate that a lot man no you're and the more and more you do this, the more and more you're gonna be with some dope people that shit is gonna grow um because like you said you meet you link with people who's just genuine and shit is just gonna happen like you know i would be like like if i if i didn't know anybody who was like an interviewer host or didn't have a show and the only one that i had would have been you or if, even if i knew other people that i wasn't pleasant with like, I would just, on the back of my head, I would be like, oh, maybe we can connect her with something, you know? Just because of your spirit and your personality, you know? Thank you. Regardless of how it may be. And, and if you keep doing it more and more, those dots would just connect, man, you know? Thank so you. I hope not to. And yeah. if one time you could just say for everyone, don't waste no time with negativity. We get that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, don't waste no time with negativity. Period. You heard it. Kieran Khan, CEO, leader, visionary. How would you describe yourself? I know we're at the end, but I could give you all the accolades. It it sucks sometimes when people says, tell me about yourself. But how would you describe yourself, Kieran? I didn't really ask you that. Um, I don't know. I'm just a goer, man. That is, you know? Just a go, just a goer, you know. <laughs> a goer. Just keep, just keep going. I'm just a goer for real. Like you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, for real. You gotta keep just going. Just gotta keep going, man. Just a goer, you know? Um, and I think one thing that I would love to just also finish on, if you don't mind. Yes. Um, like you know, especially because of COVID, and I'm assuming a lot of other people might not. In the, in, the, in the creative industry, might you know, they might not be feeling creative. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've been focusing on is getting um, my business in gear, in a line. Um, so when all this is done, you know, that's what we need to fall back on, you know? Goer! Uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> get, get your business, like, because you're always busy. You never have time to do your stuff. So I finally got my biography written. I finally got my emails like created. I finally got my website done. I finally started doing taxes and, and started doing logos and started. It, it you know, sounds so simple, but it's it so true. Yeah. And start putting my uh, my reel together and all these different things that I just haven't done ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which you know, which is, we don't have to be creative for that. You know, we can get our business in gear. Yeah. So when you know that opportunity arises. Um, simple as business bank accounts, man, you know, mm-hmm. if you're applying for grants, all these different things, get yourself in a gear. So when this thing blows over, you're there, you're ready. It's not going to be hard. You're not going to waste time. So that's what I've been telling a lot of people. They're like, yeah, wait. I was like, just get your business in the gear, y'all. So try to focus on that and you should be good. You know? You're, you're 1000, 1000% right. Like a lot of the times when you look at history and you see, how millionaires and certain people have come about it's moments like this where something really unexpected happens and you either sink or you swim correct yep you decide where you want to be i like i'm so excited for this conversation like i (laughs) i get like 
you know when i just feel like i've gotten so much good information i'm a bit of a weird but no, i like that i like that that's right i really like i really appreciate it because this is what i do it for my platform i don't gossip we don't talk about the yeah. baby mother baby father drama and i do understand that that's maybe something that has stunted me from maybe getting as popular as i would to platforms like six buzz etc but i'm okay with that because quality over quantity for me and when i got to speak with amazing people like yourself i know timeless moving on this is the content that people will go back to and really appreciate so i thank you for sacrificing some of your time i know you're a very busy man you have a lot to edit <laughs> thanks man yeah credibility goes a long way keep that up man Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, this is dope. I look forward to seeing whatever you draft up after this. Thank you. I, I I cannot <laughs> wait. And you have a wonderful night. Thank you everyone for tuning in downtown. Don't waste no time with negativity. We're here with Karen Khan. Go in his own lane, in his own right. Goer telling you to go get your business in order. I can't like stress this enough. Replay, repeat, and enjoy. Learn. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Blessing. Downtown. Downtown. Hey. Downtown. You about to go.